Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show, we're talking about how you can create a digital hub for your business. What on earth is a digital hub and why should you have one? Well, my guest today is Amy Mitchell. She is everything to do with systems and processes and she's going to help get our businesses and our lives, I suppose, organized. So let's get on with it right now. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and, and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello. Ian Anson Gray here. I'm excited to be here for episode 169 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. It's, I can't believe we're, we're 200 episodes doesn't seem that far away. So yeah, it, it shows that you can be consistent if you have a plan and if you have a process. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to be talking with my guest today about organizing your business, having processes, having a digital hub. I think I know what a digital hub is. Uh, speaking with Amy before the show, um, she was explaining a little bit more about that because, it, but it just really piqued my interest um, because I've seen other business owners, other entrepreneurs have systems in place and it really does change everything. And one of the reasons why, I think the main reason why I'm still doing this, why I've been able to uh, go live one or two times a week and have a consistent podcast every week since May 2019 is because of my plan and because of my processes. And I'm not the most organized of people. In fact, I would say I'm actually probably fairly disorganized, but if it wasn't for those things, I think it would be a disaster. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Creating a digital hub for your business, Well, it's time to introduce my guest today, who is the fabulous Amy Mitchell, who is a systems expert, Asana's services partner, and course creator who teaches online business owners how to leverage simple systems and productivity principles for the fastest path to growth. Welcome to the show, Amy. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. It's great to have you here, Amy. And you are dialing in from where? Victoria, BC, Canada. It's a beautiful West part Coast. of the world. I mean, I've not <laughs> been, but we were supposed to go to Canada in 2020, and then something happened. I don't know what happened, but something apparently happened in the oh, world that allowed nice. that uh, made me. What could have go. possibly got in the way of a trip in 2020? I wonder. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not talk about <laughs> that. It's great to have you here. Now we met. I'm trying to. And it's so funny, you know, talking about years, I actually can't remember now which year it was. I think it was 2020, was it? 
Um, can you remember? Uh, I well, I um, so we met at Janet Murray's mm. event. I was in 2020. I was a spotlight speaker, and then in 2021, I was a keynote speaker. So I think we might have met both years briefly, but we had connected in. I was in Spain in November for that um, Janet's event, and so we had chatted before at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So this was, uh, Janet Murray's been on the show uh, probably about two or three times, actually. And she's a friend of the show, good friend of mine. And her big event, um, I, I was helping to uh, to produce that. And Amy came on as a speaker. And I just, like, was really blown away by your, your talk. It doesn't, it, it kind of funny in a way. It didn't sound like it, the most amazing topic, but... <laughs> Uh, it, it, yeah, it just was so, I, I just thought, yeah, this is absolutely what I need to do in my business. And it affirmed it in a way, some of the, the good stuff I was doing, but, um, kind of pointed the, pointed out the bits that I needed to sort out. And so I, I know it's taken me ages to kind of ask you to come onto the show, but we've done it now and, um, I'm excited about that. So I, I think the, the, the first question we need to ask though, um, what is a digital hub? I have to admit when you mentioned that in the email, I'd not really heard of a digital hub before. Although uh, when you explained what one was, I thought, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what a digital hub is. So Amy, what is a digital hub and why do we need one? Right. So when we think about systems in our businesses, we're always thinking about the kind of like tools that we put together and the workflows that we put together. And when I think about a digital hub, a digital hub is one go-to place where all of your systems and processes live and that doesn't mean all of your tech and tools live in inside of this and it doesn't necessarily mean uh like all in one solution for your technology but it's essentially a, a go-to digital space where you can manage your tasks and projects as well as set up your um your business to be the hub itself to be kind of like a portal to the rest of your business. So this is without being able to, to show you, this is one, an example of a digital hub is a tool that I use called Asana. Asana is a free tool. I use the free version in my business. Um, and so it's a task and project management tool. And that's what it is. But creating a digital hub with Asana is the approach that you use with Asana. So essentially switching the way that you think about your task and project management tool is not just a list of tasks, not just a list of projects, but a way to actually interact with your business and have everything in one place. So an example would be, I may have a project with a list of tasks, and then in that list of tasks, any documents that are related to the task, any information that I need, I set up information in Asana that allows me to really use it as a portal to the rest of my business. So if I need to find a link in Google Drive, I'll often go to Asana because it's connected to a task I'm working on. It's connected to, um, it's all sort of organized in Asana as this hub that allows me to access different pieces of my business. So without being able to to show it, let me know if that's clear um, as kind yeah. of like a concept. No, I, I think so. So like in a sense, the, the tools itself matter kind of less. The, the, the idea is is it's, it's a it's a one place where well so this is maybe where I get slightly confused because mm -hmm. like to, for me like Google Drive could be a digital hub or Dropbox or some kind of cloud storage system but maybe that's maybe another way of looking at it that is where a lot of your stuff kind of resides that's where uh, some of your uh, you know your documents your videos and things like that but uh, you're talking about a place where you can go 
that is perhaps um, searchable or it's got the links to be able to help you find the stuff. So maybe can you kind of explain uh, or help me try and understand the difference there um, between maybe like a service like Google Drive and, and Asana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you think about Google Drive, that is where information lives. Um, and maybe you have a document with processes that live inside of it, but it's pretty static, right? It's not really dynamic. It's not really a place that you can manage tasks and projects. And so if <clears throat> if we use, um, you know, I'm going to talk about Asana, but this really does apply to any tool, is that let's talk about uh, content, for example. So say you have your content calendar, you have your content steps. So say to get, you know, this live show, you have a, a series of steps you need to take. And then you have any documents or um, information that you need in order to execute that. And so your content calendar would live in your digital hub, your steps and processes and your task list lives in your digital hub. And then it links through to any resources you need in order to complete those tasks. So it's kind of like this hierarchy of like the project itself, the tasks that need to happen, and then the information required for that task. So you, I mean, I guess you could call Google Drive a digital hub, but to me that's, um, it's an information hub potentially. It's not really a way to run and manage your business in, in Google Drive. And maybe a clearer term is, you know, a digital headquarters. Like where's the headquarters of your business, where your marketing projects live, your operations projects live, all of the things that you're managing in your business live. And then the tasks associated with what you need to execute um, are also there. So that's a, a thing that a task and project management software does well is it's able to pull together your sort of big picture projects and and goals and then the tasks required to actually execute that. And then Google Drive, Dropbox, one, those are all places where related information may live. Um, but to have, you know, those the steps or process in Google Drive, it's you have to go find it and it, there isn't really a way to to centralize that information across multiple tools if that makes sense it makes perfect sense so it's kind of i mean this this might not be a good analogy but it's kind of like a library you go to like a traditional library and you've got all the all the books there which is great but like if you want to find them you need like a searchable database uh mm-hmm. and asana is a project management tool is so much more than that but uh so i suppose google drive is maybe part of the digital hub but uh, you need a tool that's going to allow you to it's the one-stop shop that's going to allow you to find all the information that you want quickly and easily is that is that have i kind of got got there a little bit (laughs) yeah yeah so being able to really kind of manage the big picture things in your business and the details and to-dos that have to happen like this is such an art to balance those two things in small online business, right? If you spend too much time in the planning and the visioning and the goals and the, the project level, and you're not spending that much time doing, you're in trouble. And if you spend too much time doing and not looking at the big picture and where you're going, you're, you're in trouble too. So it's this art of balancing, what are the projects that I'm working on? What are the big picture things? And then can I zoom in to take the actions required and then also have at my fingertips all of the things I need to execute on that thing? So if we're thinking specifically of Asana, you know, a task has the option that um, you have the opportunity to include some details in the description. You can have subtasks for steps and processes. And so your whole workflow can live inside of a task as as well as be connected to the bigger project that it's a part of. So it's, it's yeah, 
It's the idea of being able to run and manage multiple areas of your business from one place while also having everything you need at your fingertips and not having to like search around to try to find what's going on and to keep your priorities front and center as well, right? It's like very easy to get shiny object syndromes, shiny tech syndrome, procrastinate learning, all those things can, can happen so easily. And so being able to have one place where you go that has your priorities, it has your tasks, it has your workflows, as well as links and resources to what you need to then get stuff done. Procrastination. I have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, moving on swiftly, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's that is a really, really helpful um, overview really of it all. And I know, I know, perhaps we've I've been getting a little bit pedantic, but I think it's important to understand what we're talking about here. Uh, now, I so I I want to I want to talk about tools here. Uh, I know that uh, Jeff has asked, uh, would ClickUp uh, be considered as a digital hub? And we've talked about you've talked about Asana. Uh, Mel is saying procrastinate learning. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we all love a bit of procrastinate learning. Um, so you've you've mentioned Asana, you've mentioned uh, well, and uh, Jeff has mentioned ClickUp. Would they be just considered as a digital hub? And can can you maybe kind of uh, let us know some of the, the the types of tools, I suppose, first, and then maybe some examples of tools that we can use to help us with all of this? Absolutely, yeah. So a digital hub is essentially, I, I would argue that maybe any task and project management tool can be considered a digital hub. A digital hub is the way that you use the tool. So you see it as your one go-to place. You don't see it as like over here to the side. It's like you have this one central place where you put everything. So if you, you know, even if you decide that you want to put something in a Google Doc, you've got it linked to a task through your hub. So ClickUp is absolutely um, a tool that can be used as a digital hub. Asana is an example. Teamwork is an example. It is where projects, tasks, priorities, and then links to resources can live. And I do love ClickUp Click as well. I got introduced to Asana early on. There's some key features in Asana that I really like, um, but ClickUp actually is more robust in some ways in, in the sense that it actually allows you to build a, sort of like a database function inside of um, ClickUp, whereas with Asana, I combine Asana with Airtable um, to create some of the database features that are missing in Asana for the uses that I'm the use case that I have, um, but ClickUp actually has that wrapped in one. And so ClickUp is is really awesome. The, the distinction between ClickUp and Asana for me is the way that Asana handles tasks is different. And I really like this built-in functionality in Asana for task management. It allows me to really focus on what is most important today and what needs to happen today and allows me to compartmentalize and just put aside the things I don't need to worry about right now. So they're not taking up headspace and taking up, you know, cognitive load when I stare at my task list. No, that's, that's really awesome. So I, I think it's important to say, like, you don't need all of these tools straight away. You know, we don't want people to feel overwhelmed. Uh, but the good thing with Asana is that there are paid plans, but a lot. I mean, I, I certainly still use the free plan. I don't know about ClickUp is. I don't know if you, uh, ClickUp is paid, but a lot of these tools, you know, you don't have to spend an awful lot of money. So if you're worried about like budget. Uh, what would you say to people who are worried about budget? Because all these, I, I know a lot of people get worried when we're recommending lots and lots of tools and they're already spending mm -hmm. lots of money on, I don't know, Ecamm Live and, and uh, Descript and all these other tools. And uh, here are some more that we're recommending. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm, absolutely. So I do believe that ClickUp has a forever free plan. Asana does have a free level plan. Um, if if you're if you currently are in the situation where you are feeling like your your work is a little bit scattered and you have things in multiple places, I definitely recommend starting with a free tool because when you sometimes we try to invest in a tool to solve the problem when it's really like the approach and the system that we need and it and many tools can serve serve the purpose so um i find asana the most user-friendly of the free tools that has the functionality that most you know solopreneurs and small businesses need and so um so yeah you can absolutely start with the free plan in fact i encourage people in a lot of cases to not invest in tools and technology until they outgrow exactly where they are because i've seen people starting their business and investing in expensive tools and then it does take them three or four years to actually grow into it and so they're paying you know um like an example would be starting with something like infusionsoft for your email marketing um when you know a free MailChimp or ConvertKit at, you know, a quarter of the cost would do just fine for five years or more or forever, um, as an example. So I think really starting with a free tool and figuring that out before investing in a tool, hoping that the tool itself solves the thing that you're looking to solve. That's so important to say, because uh, I mean, I see this so often that people uh, in a bit of a mess and they just think, oh, okay, I'll just buy this tool and it's going to solve all my problems. It's like reading a book, like a health, uh, a kind of one of these, um, uh, what do you call them? Self-help books. They're going to kind of change everything, but you have to actually implement the changes as well. So uh, tools tools can help, but I think I think mindset first and sort, sort that out and the approach, which is what you said. So um, uh, Asana, uh, ClickUp, they, these, are, I suppose you would call them project management tools. Is that, am I Absolutely, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are the types of tools uh, should we be thinking about with, with, that will help us with our digital hub? Is it just a project management tool like this? You mentioned, we've, well, we talked about Google Drive. Uh, I think you mentioned Airtables. Are, um, are there other things that we should be thinking about when, uh, from a tool point of view, before we, we uh, obviously we're going to talk about how we can set this all up, but I'm just interested in the tools just uh, for a little bit. Yeah. So there's really if, like, <clears throat> again, like there's the tools and then there's like the, um, the functionality that the tool serves in your business. And so in general, you need a way to manage your calendar. So the physical events that you need to show up to, you need a way to manage your time and tasks, the things that you're working on. You need a way to manage your priorities. So how do you know what to work on when? And then in general, you need information storage so whether that's you know you're storing videos that you're creating you're storing writing that you're creating and so as far as each of those tools me personally i use google calendar asana google drive um and so and then in addition to google drive i use Airtable to store information but that's not necessary at all so you can choose you know instead of google drive you can use dropbox you can use various ways to store information as far as managing your tasks and projects there's different tools that you can use and then there's managing your calendar different tools so i think as far as just like what functionality do you need you need to manage your calendar you need to manage your tasks and projects um, you need to manage the actual create the things that you're creating and doing um, in your business and so at a base level i'd say all of us need 
that. And so the project, the digital hub is kind of the center of that, right? It, it is where most of the prosyntagic projects and paths live, and then you can access various bits of information that you need through that portal. Um, so yeah, did you want me to recommend more options for tap? No, 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 that, that's fine. We, we can we can talk yeah. uh, a little bit for a little bit later about other tools, maybe. But uh, those, those mm -hmm. are kind of like the main ones to begin with. That's great. I mean, there are uh, I suppose there's, there are tools like Slack that some people use to communicate within a team. But we'll maybe come back to that because I was going to ask you later a little bit about work, if you are working within a team, if you have a team. Um, and Mel says, Mel, Mel says, I use Vimeo and Google Drive. And that's that's a good one. I suppose like uh, you can add videos to Google Drive. You, you can add them to YouTube. But I, I create a, I've created a lot of videos for my virtual assistant and that is linked from I think that's in Asana and so she uses that for certain certain things certain processes that she's doing and if she needs a reminder she can go back to those so but um yeah there's there's loads of that so let's talk about content creation with mm -hmm. um I I very much see my my live shows like the content mar live marketing show is my content hub so this is how I start creating a lot of my content. So this then ends up becoming a, a podcast and becomes a, a blog post and becomes social media snippets. So one of the things I'll be doing after today's show is all the times, Amy, that you've said some amazing things and that you've already said loads of amazing things. So I think I've got my work cut out for myself, uh, but I'll be taking little snippets from that and then posting them on all the, the different networks. So how can, um, when it comes to content creation, how does that work with the digital hub? How can we kind of get that process streamlined and and because it's it's it it's time consuming. It's it's there's a lot that goes on. And so how can that help us? Yeah. So if you like, we can talk through your content workflow. Um or I can just make some recommendations about how that could could go. But you know, in terms of like practical, sort of tactical things, is that there's like your, there's your content plan. So I presume um, you either have or aspire to a plan for what content you're going to create when. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. Um, so, and, and actually, I, I hopefully you'll you'll be very impressed. I do use Asana. We've got a like a whole process that we've um, got set up in there. But, um, and I break it up into kind of five sections. We've got the, the five Ps. So the first P is the planning stage. Then it's the pre-promotion. Then it's the production, which is actually what we're doing today, uh, producing the show. Then it's the post-promotion, and then finally the the repurposing side of things. And so we've got lots of different, um, I suppose, uh, tasks within each section. Awesome. Okay, so you would have your plan in your content hub. So that could look like in Asana, that could be a particular project that just outlays what the plan is. And then you could have um, all of the pieces that are required to execute that. So like you said, you've got the phases that you move a piece of content through as well as the tasks that you move a piece of content through. Now in that sort of main um, task, say, so trying to like think out of Asana language as well. <laughs> um, so in that main 
sort of like task that you have, which is this particular episode and all of the pieces that are required to get this done. You then may have a link attached to that task to the Google Drive or to the Dropbox where all the pieces live. You may also have the SOP linked exactly how to do every piece. You may also have um, any, any um, pieces that are required, any like links to Canva, like if there's particular graphics that are in Canva, for example. So like anything that you need to get that thing done is then linked and added in the description. And then that can be a template as well. So you can create a template task that then allows you to repurpose that, which I'm sure you do. Um, and so the hub concept is really that you go to Asana to see what you're creating when, to plan what you're creating when, you go to Asana to know exactly all of the bits and pieces for creating that thing. And then you also go to Asana to link through to the exact place in Google Drive, the exact place in Canva, the exact assets, things that you need um, in order to execute that task. And so of course, all of your tasks and tools, like I'm sure you use scheduling, um, tools for content and so on, but the planning, the creation, and the um, like document information storage is all through your hub. If that makes sense. Yeah, that that, that makes perfect sense. And you you used an, uh, an acronym there, SOP. Do you want to explain oh, to yeah. everyone just because yeah. like I, I've I've heard of it before, but like not necessarily everyone has. So yeah, what's that mean? Yeah, so SOP is a standard operating procedure, and so I like to think of it as it can be confused, like it can be the steps to create something and it can be how to actually get something done. And I think of those as kind of separately because even if I've done something a hundred times, I like to know what the steps are and I like to check them off. So if I have a repeatable task in my business, I have the steps to create it um, in Asana, but maybe that, maybe um, I wanna, like one of the things is like getting this, episode out, you may actually link to a Google document that has exactly how it works. You actually have training videos about how to use Ecamm, how to um, schedule a piece of social media, like any of the exactly how to do something is the standard operating procedure. So you've got the, the steps required and then the how to do it. And so presumably when you're training someone, you really need the how to, but then once someone knows how to do the pieces, having the workflow and the steps front and center. I think can be technically considered as part as part of the SOP, but I kind of see them a little bit different. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, I think that's so, so important because I I remember uh, looking at the whole SOP thing and thinking, oh, it looks, seems like a, more, like a lot of hard work. Like, what's the point? It, uh, and this was when it was just me in the business because like, I know what I'm doing. So like, why do I need to put it down? And then somebody explained to me, like, it's, it's really important to do that because... For, for a number of reasons. First of all, it can help you like notice any bottlenecks or any uh, bits in you, the way you do it that could be improved. Uh, the second thing would be you're working on your own now, but what if you like hire a, a team member in the future? Uh, and then what if your team member then quits and you have to go to somebody, uh, you have to hire somebody else. If you have the SOP there, it's just, you can just like give it to them and then they're away. And uh, I think that makes a it makes a lot of sense to do that. So I, I, I love the idea of that. Um, now, so maybe it would be a good idea, Amy. I've, I've, I can share on the screen and I'll, I'll we'll try and do a, a good job of explaining it to podcast listeners. I've got my Asana uh, process, if that's the right word, for my show. 
mm-hmm. and then we, then we could see and then you could feel free to criticize and say it's it's really bad but, <laughs> I <don't. laughs> um, but uh, this is this is it up up here so it, um so on the screen here this is this is a we've got a template and so what we do each time we we have like a, a new show we'll just duplicate this template and then um and then obviously change all the bits, for example, the title and the date and all this kind of stuff. So we've got the description mm-hmm. there. And these are all ideas for uh, the future and, and other information. But then the the subtasks, I've brought it up, I've uh, divided it up into the planning stage, the pre-promotion stage, the production, the post-promotion. Repurposing then it itself is split into the podcast, into videos, into uh, the blog, and the other elements there as well. And um, at the moment, it's myself and my assistant, Tonya. So we, uh, Tonya's doing the bulk of the work. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of it is her. <laughs> um, but uh, that's that's what I've got set up there. Now, in terms of like links, um, I actually, how do I even, I think we click on that, don't we, to get to the subtask. Um, but I don't, re- we've not really, I think what we haven't got though is what you were saying, Amy, which is about, uh, linking back to say uh, documentation on Google Drive and things like that. I think we've just put everything in here, um, and most things make sense, but not necessarily everything will. Uh, if somebody came onto the team later, so I probably have to explain it. So, any any thoughts on that? On that? Yeah, I love this, and this is exactly how I set up um, t- template tasks for content creation in my um, in the templates that I create for Asana. So. It, like adding the folders and files. So at the top of the template, you can simply have a section where you can hyperlink to the Google Drive file, the Canva file, any video storage, like anything that that Tanya yourself needs to regularly access because even that will then allow you to just click through from the task as you're working on it. And I know it seems like a small thing, but over time, just being able to click directly to the place where you need to go instead of going, logging to Google Drive, searching, or um, any of that. So adding those, um, adding those links and anything that is kind of static. And then, um, you know, there's kind of like a, a, like a more like nerdy advanced thing that I could share, but I feel like it'd be difficult to explain. <laughs> so we'll try because we, we, okay. we, we like a little bit of nerdiness uh, on the show. So it depends on how many, how many, um, episodes you're working on kind of simultaneously. So if you are batching content and you are creating um, things ahead of time for for later, you could do a board that has the stages. So you could do pre-production, um, like production, I'll, I forget them off the top of my head, but the P's, you could have a column per P <laughs> and then repurposing. And then you could actually move the pieces through stages. So you'd be able to look at this one board, which is outside of the project that you're currently working in. You'd be able to look at the one board and see exactly which episode or in what phase. Um, if you were managing a, like a quite a bit of content at one time, like say 10 pieces of content at one time. So you would essentially add each task that's, that's an episode or, or show to this additional overview board that would allow you to kind of see which one is at which stage at any time um and so for some teams that's helpful and and if you guys are kind of because you do a live show and then immediately kind of get it out that might not be necessary because you really are maybe working on one thing at a time but if you do find you're working ahead 
do you find you're working ahead? Well, it's I think in, in our setup, so I aim to go live twice per week. So the two live shows per week, but uh, the podcast is once per week. And we're, we're, we're actually super organized at the moment. It's like we're looking like a 10 weeks. So th- this podcast episode from this will be like 10 weeks away. Um, so mm-hmm. I suppose like that the whole project or, um, is for each episode, if that's the right word to use, will last potentially a, a long time because like it's only going to be in 10 weeks time that we make this life on the podcast and the blog so mm-hmm. uh so but we, we've we've found so far that like working the way we have it, it seems to be okay mm-hmm. um but i i can see the i i can see the beauty of um the way you you were mentioning that i don't I, but i don't know uh sometimes you've got to yeah <laughs> Yeah, it would just be like an an additional layer of being able to view. So it's not like in like you do everything you're doing now, and then you would just add this board views if you did want to be able to see which episodes were at what stage in the process, or which pieces of content were at what stage in the process. So it's like kind of like an additional uh, level of being able to view because you're viewing in terms of like the task, and then you want to like zoom out and view okay as a content plan as a whole um, what's happening with each episode but yeah it's like yeah that that makes perfect sense so i want to bring this in from katie katie simpson is in the house great to see katie hope you're doing well uh who says oh we love nerdy in advance but (laughs) the next the next thing that she says which i i totally get i kind of blunder into trying to get a live podcast and email out each week but easily get overwhelmed if i put them on a to-do list uh and suppose we should talk about that because there is a to-do list and there's like a project management tool like Asana, which is, it feels like it is a to-do list, but it's kind of different, isn't it? So um, what would you say to Katie about this? Because it is, I'm sure you come across this a lot with the people you work with, Amy. Uh, Mm -hmm. How how do we sort this out? Yeah. So this, I think is actually really interesting. and, And this question makes me really excited because one thing that I've found that feels kind of counterintuitive is that different people need different levels of details to be productive. So for me, I, if I, so for example, I'm say I'm hosting an event to me, I really like to see every single step and move through it. Even if I've done it a hundred times, there are other people that if they see every single step, it stops them in their tracks and that they, but if they just go and they know what they have to do, they get it done. And so this is like kind of like the degree of rigidity or the degree of structure that we need in order to actually be productive. So many people really want to have this fully dialed in system and all the steps. But when it comes down to it, they don't actually need all of that to really be productive and really get something out the door. And of course, you know, if you're working with a team, you have to do it at some point. And that's just like a thing. If you want to do less work yourself, you're going to need to go through that process. But if it is you, I actually encourage people to embrace the level of structure that truly supports them. And so for a while I was calling them like my systems types, the the Phoebe, the Monaco and the Rachel, <laughs> where it's like, you know, Phoebe is pretty flowy, doesn't need a lot of structure, really just like needs an outcome, gets to it. Rachel's more like, okay, I like a little bit of structure, a little bit of flow. And Monica's like, I need everything exactly <laughs> laid out and planned out and like perfect. And so I think it's like playing in 
the degree of structure that truly supports you. And this is just kind of putting your detective hat on and being like, okay, what actually works for me to get something out the door? It doesn't matter what so-and-so is doing. It doesn't matter that I should have this very detailed process. What does it, what helps me be the most productive and feels good for me? And it probably is like, not the same systems advice that other people give, but it's just truly what I've seen has worked, especially for people trying to do a lot of stuff in their own business. And it's, you know, there are also people that really love the idea of being super flowy. And my question is like, does that work for you to be productive, right? So for me, it's like, I'd love to have no schedule and never have a to-do list and just be able to do what I want when I want, but I don't get anything done in that. So it's like, for me, a little bit of structure and a little bit of flow is the most productive. As long as I know what I'm doing and I've got some steps in place, I'm off to the races. And so, yeah, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. It's, it's the outcome, isn't it? So I, I think I'm I'm a bit of a, mi- a mixture. So like K- Katie says, I can totally relate to that. That's so helpful to know there are others like me too. And she says, I'm a Rachel. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I think for me, I'm very much details. I, I So as you can probably see from that, uh, like Asana thing, it's like I've got all those stages because there were so many different things that we want to do. Um, but I also find that overwhelming. And, and so I think for me, because I work in a team, I've got Tonya, so I just hand that over to her. And I, I, this sounds awful, and you, um, but I'm going to admit it, I hardly ever go in Asana. <laughs> I, just, I just let her do it because, like, I, to be honest, I find it overwhelming. But, but it, it kind of works because Tonya is amazing with Asana and she loves it. Um, and so we, I, I feel happy and content because I know we have a system. I know everything is detailed there. I know that everything's going to get done. But if it was just me on my own, I think I would get overwhelmed. So uh, does that kind of make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's like, I think, you know, if if the steps are getting done, like you're creating content every single week. If you, if you said that to me, you never go in a sauna and you're not getting anything done, then we, I'd have a tough love conversation for you, but but you get stuff done. So it's working, right? That works for you to have someone is managing that process for you. You're doing what you need to do on your end and that works. And I think it's like, that's kind of the point is that it, you know, I, I also sometimes if I really have a lot going on, I have all of my priorities, my, you know, all my goals, everything's mapped out. I have my special projects for the next quarter. I have like everything mapped out in Asana. And for the next couple of weeks, I've got very clear things that I'm working on. So I actually go in Asana, I write down my most important actions for the day and I close Asana for the day sometimes. It's like, I don't need to be in there. I just need to know what I said was the most important thing for me to be focusing on. And as long as I'm doing that, I'm good. So it's like, I'm not, I do spend a lot of time in Asana or in my digital hub, but it's also like, is it supporting you to get the most important things done? The time freeing things, the revenue generating things. Are you spending time on the things that are moving you towards your goals? And so I use Asana, my digital hub to help me plan and prioritize and sort. And then I get it in there and then I sometimes take the actions out and close it so that I can just focus on what I said I needed to get done. Great. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. And I think it it's, so if, if you're watching or listening and feeling a little bit overwhelmed and think, well, yeah, this all sounds great, but how, how do I move forward? So I'm going to ask Amy a little bit more about that in a bit, but also to say that Amy's got some amazing resources. She's got some training. She's got some free training and some other things. So there is help out there. So don't worry. And we'll be sharing some of those in a little bit, because I think that's for me, Amy, is I think I would probably go into Asana more if I had... A bit, a bit of a better understanding of how to use Asana and um, 
not to just see it as this kind of scary thing. So I do think mindset is important. And um, I, I, I mean, I, I, I can totally agree with you. So uh, Katie says, uh, so interesting. I suppose I need to macro organize myself. But if I try to micro organize everything, every little thing, I'm totally overwhelmed. Um, and That's so insightful, Katie. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe you could come back to to Katie in, in a sec. I also want to bring in Mel's comment. I like writing to-do lists. Asana and Trello overwhelm me too. So um, any thoughts on those two, two comments, Amy? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as far as like macro and micro, I do really believe in, in macro organization. I really believe that setting your goals and then setting kind of like the main projects that align with those goals that then provides the focus for how you spend your time every day and so when when we're just doing and reacting i find that that's when you're like in the weeds or in the engine room instead of steering the ship so i think that sort of like plan okay what are the most important outcomes that i'm working towards and then you know, run with the tasks that are required for that. But sometimes we're in the process of just reacting, you know, we can spend six hours in our email and organizing, you know, Google Drive alone in a day. And that's not at all moving us towards what we want. So I think it's like, I really believe in, in taking the time to do that planning and prioritizing piece, even at the, you know, it doesn't have to be a six hour annual planning thing. It's just a matter of, of really saying, okay, what are the the highest leverage projects that I can work on that align with my goals, and then I can get to work. And then popping back up after a time frame and saying, "Okay, you know what? What is the next biggest project?" In in one of my courses, I run sprints, so it's like we we set a clear outline, run a sprint to get that done, and then reevaluate. Okay, what's the next highest leverage project I can work on? So there's that piece. And then so it sounds like Katie, maybe it it is a, a matter of taking the time to really get that macro organization. And then you know your outcomes and you can decide how how many specific and difficult tasks you need to help yourself get that done. And then as far as Trello and Asana and writing to-do lists, again, it's almost the same point where it's like I love a to-do list and it doesn't really matter where it is, but if that to-do list isn't actually connected to to what my big outcomes are that happen to be, you know, impact, revenue, more time, um, like if if my to-do list isn't connected to that, then um, yeah, then I feel like you you can get into a lot of busy work and reactive working. Um, Trello, I find very uh, very overwhelming. It doesn't really allow you to um manage your tasks in a way so that, like between asana and trello i prefer asana simply because there's this separate place where all your tasks live across all your projects and you can sort it and prioritize it and compartmentalize it in a way that really allows you to just say okay what's on deck for today that's an aside um, but yeah so i feel like the the same principle in that uh to-do list if you just like having a paper to-do list and you don't need technology that's great and i think the only caveat is that is that to-do list really connected to the goals and projects and outcomes that are moving you forward to what you actually want to be doing that's great advice love that and uh, reg is in the house says uh, wise advice captain salutes from the engine room <laughs> <laughs> thank you Amazing. <laughs> and katie says thanks that's so helpful thank you so um time is marching on i, I want to get yeah. on to like how this is all great, but how do we get started? Maybe we've dabbled with Asana and 
I'm sure, Amy, if, if you looked into the Asana, you'd be like, oh my goodness, what is this? But, you know, okay, we, at least we started. So we've got that scenario. Or maybe we've just not started. Or, or maybe we have these paper to-do lists. What would be like the baby steps to get started with all of this? Is this something that we should do ourselves? Or should we pay someone to do this? I, I know you've got courses and things like that. But like, what, what are the kind of the basic baby steps that we should be taking to, to actually start on this process of uh, creating a digital hub? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that the first step really is just like, are you feeling kind of scattered? And do you want to kind of like wrangle that into one place that you can manage? And if that's the case, my my recommendation is to start with Asana. And I mean, it's a free tool, you know, I feel like it's because it's free and because it's the most user friendly, and it does have this like particular way to help you manage tasks and projects that I really like. So the first step I think is to I have an Asana mini training and it is a free training and it really just teaches you how to get everything into Asana. So I take you through a brain dump where you just like get everything, you sort all your post-it notes and things and you get everything into Asana and then you sort and prioritize it into a prioritized task list. And then I teach you how to use the task list feature in Asana. So I, I've been working in Asana for over five years um, and I, I think over 800 people have gone through a mini training at this point. There's just like so many people that have, that I've, I've come across that are at various places in Asana. And I think it's like this, I just found this like one way to use it that works really well. And so if you're open to trying that way, I definitely recommend trying that. If you don't want to get into a tool or technology right now, and, and if, you know, the other thing I really believe with technology is like, yes, I recommend Asana because it's worked for me, but I really believe that tools need to feel good to you as well. It's like, I've, that's one of the things about ClickUp. It's like, it actually has some great functionality, but when I was in there, I couldn't manage my tasks. I couldn't figure out a way that really worked for me. And despite it being a great tool, I was like, well, it just doesn't work for me and that's fine. Um, so I do kind of believe in this like look and feel factor when you're choosing technology, which is a side note, but but if you aren't really willing to get into um, a tool at this point, you're really just wanting to like start to sort yourself out more. I think it really would be having like having centralizing your to-dos, whether that's in a digital hub or not getting all your to-dos into one place. Because what can happen is we create these silos of to-dos. So our email may have like one set of to-dos and then we have another set of to-dos on our notes app on our phone and another set of to-dos on our desk. And when this happens, it's pretty difficult to focus on the most important thing first because there's the most important thing in this list and there's the most important thing in this list. And so the simple centralizing of to-dos, which is a principle I learned from David Allen, Getting Things Done, a classic productivity book, just simply getting everything that you want to do into one place. And if, yeah, if that means a paper notebook, as long as you just have one place and that it can be tricky when you're doing it outside of um, a digital task list, but I still, I still stand by that. Um, advice is just having your to-dos in one place so that you can easily see. An email that feels important when I'm in my email is not important at all when I look at my task list sometimes, you know? And so if we're spending time reacting to the most important thing in different siloed places, it can be, yeah, we can just spend our time on the wrong thing at the wrong time a little more easily. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Mel says, thanks, just signed up to your free training. And oh, we'll begin thanks. links a little bit later on that. And I love this from Katie, who says, I like Trello because it has pictures in the background, but I never use it. So Katie said, and this was actually something I was going to ask, uh, talk about next, which is, so that's an important thought that Trello or Sana can help you keep on track with tasks that are linked to your goals. And I suppose... That before you even think about a digital hub and think about all these processes and things like that uh, and projects, you need to have goals set up. So like, is there a place um, in your digital hub for your goals? We've got all these kind of individual um, projects and, and processes and things like that, but is it a good idea to put our goals in there so that we don't forget those? And uh, obviously those should be like ingrained into our brains, but uh, what do you do about goals, our main business goals? Yeah, so I actually have the way that I set up Asana is I have a, a section for kind of like CEO level things. And one of those projects is vision and goals. And so I actually include that template in my free Asana mini training, you can just import my vision and goals template into your Asana. But I keep that um, goal. So at the beginning of the year, and then quarterly, I check my goals, and I renegotiate them or update them based on how things have gone. And so the thing about having it right in Asana, because of course I can do it in a Google Drive, Google Doc or somewhere else, but I'm in Asana every day. And so I'm able to actually set a task to remind me to go look at my vision. So I have a quarterly task that's like, do your planning, check in on your goals. And so, um, and I even have, you know, just even like some recurring tasks that show up just to remind me why I do this work and what it's about. And I have like this other task that is um, what I call like an SOS task, which has like motivation and like YouTube videos that light me up and like things to remind me that I love what I do when I forget sometimes. And so, you know, it's like, and so having, having anything that can pull you up into your purpose, your why, your motivation, having that right in your digital hub and right in your task and management tool allows you to just quickly navigate to it. Because the minute I reconnect with my goals and my why, it, it fuels then my action. And so, yeah, I definitely recommend keeping that in Asana. It doesn't have to have, you don't have to have exact tasks with dates on it. It can really just be like a high level reminder of what your goals are for the year. Um, and I do have a template for that in the free training. Oh, well, I think we're all going to have to download this because it's this is exciting <laughs> stuff. Because like, I have I have all of that uh, in my planning document for my for my show. And it's so important because there will be times when we're feeling a little bit low, and we're thinking, oh, nobody, nobody's watching my show. And <laughs> I don't know, whatever. And we, we have to kind of like go back and think, oh, yeah, like, this is why I'm doing this. And, and to remind yourself what those those main goals are. So I love the idea of putting it into Asana, because it's just, I just think we need lots of reminders about that all the time. So um, we're, so that's if, if we haven't, if we haven't really started, we've talked about that. But what if you have started and you've got Asana, and you've got a process? So I suppose this is a bit like me. And mm -hmm. I'm not so I'm not saying that I don't think my, my Asana thing is a mess. I think I think it's working really well, but I'm sure there are lots of things that I can do to improve it. So how, how do how do businesses who have at least got a system and have got some kind of digital hub, how can we like optimize it? Is there something that we can do? Is it, again, it, do we bring somebody in to help us with this? Um, because what if we're still a little bit disorganized and we're scattered and, and we want to improve things? So how, what would your advice be? 
Yeah, like, so my question would be, you know, what, what isn't working about it? So are there, like, usually when I ask people that there is something that isn't quite working, it's like, oh, well, team communication be a bit, a bit of a mess sometimes, or I actually have too many to do's and I'm not getting to them, they're all turning red, or, you know, it's like, what isn't working about it? I, I recommend setting up Asana on your own. I recommend setting up um, workflows and processes and really getting used to the tool before bringing someone in to help. Because even, you know, before when I was doing consulting, even like if there wasn't sort of like an understanding of, of what the, um, what wasn't working, then it's kind of hard to help. So it's like just understanding the way you want to use Asana. And I, I like don't mean to keep plugging my mini training, but it really does teach you kind of like, this is how Asana works and this is how you can set it up. And so, so I definitely recommend doing that process on your own. Um, but as far as like optimizing Asana, like what is like, can you off the top of your head, um, Ian, think of something that isn't quite working for you aside from, you're not going in it that often, but you don't need to. So we yeah, that. no, I think I think to be honest, it's working really well. I suppose the only t thing is that uh, the process does change from time to time, and and so like we we've decided not to do certain things now that are probably still in there. So it's it's I probably need to go in there and remove some of those little bits. But that's probably down to me and Tonya meeting up and actually talking about it. Um, and I don't always mm. remember to do that. So I think apart from that, everything's working well. So um, maybe mm. I shouldn't complain. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, some of the, the main things I see is that people aren't using my tasks in the way that it's designed. And so it's, that's usually like one of the first levers that I can work with someone to, to uh, change their world with Asana is like the, using my tasks in a particular way. And then often I see people have too many projects. So I encourage people to archive projects. I also encourage, uh, I actually have an archive team set up where all my archive projects go there so that they're out of the way. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's sometimes the way the actual project structure is set up is confusing. And so sometimes there can be some optimization there. So it's usually like task management, team communication or project structure that I look at in optimization. And then, and then sometimes it's, you know, you're using Asana and you get used to it and there's actually like functionality that's there that you didn't know about and so sometimes there's like tips and tricks I can show that that helps to optimize um yeah so it's in in unless there's like a, a pain point with it I would usually start with either task management project structure team communication um, and then tips and tricks are are the optimization pieces I look for when I'm working with teams that's awesome that's really cool. Thank you for that. Uh, and Katie mm -hmm. loves the idea for for an SOS task. She also says, I would love to track my subscribers, etc. I'm not entirely sure what you mean by that, Katie, if there's a, a way uh, for doing that. But let us know, Katie, um, a bit more about that. We are out of time. We are out of time. Thank you so much, Amy. It's been great to have you on the show. And That's I know so that... Fun. Uh, thank you. I know that next week now, let me see if I've got this on the screen. Uh, you've got a live training uh, on Tuesday, is it? Have I got that right? Tuesday, yeah, at 8.30 my time, which is, I think, 4.30 your time. Um, and that is on three key systems for easeable business growth. So this is beyond Asana. This is the systems that work together for supporting revenue generating and time freeing um, projects in your business.
That's awesome. And that's at amymitchell.ca forward slash live dash training. That's amymitchell.ca forward slash live dash training. And if you're listening to the podcast, do not worry. Uh, I think you said this is going to be an evergreen. Uh, yes, this will be available webinar. on recording afterwards as well. Yeah, yeah, so you'll be able to get that. And of course, there is, is this, is this the, the um, what? tell us a bit more about this. Is this the free training or is this something else? This that is you've the got? free mini training. Yeah. So this one is, it's my most popular free um, training. People love it. So I take them through, that's the brain dump, get your tasks in the sauna, get it all sorted, as well as that's where you can find the vision and goals template, as well as there's a testimonials template. Um, so if you tra- want to track testimonials in a sauna, I've got a template for that. Ooh. I, this is mm-hmm. exciting. I'm getting excited about this. So this is amymitchell.ca forward slash get dash asana dash mini dash training. There's a lot of dashes in there. But if you go to, I think if you go to your your website, Amy, amymitchell.ca, there will be links to that. Absolutely. There. So you can yeah. get that. So do check that out. Um, and you've got loads of other stuff. You've got other, you've got paid courses as well. And um, people can find out all about that at your website, Amy. So Absolutely. thank you so much. And of course, like, where's the best place for people to follow you? Uh, where, where do you tend to hang out on uh, the interwebs and the socials? Yes, absolutely. I am currently um, mostly hanging out on Instagram at Amy R underscore Mitchell. Awesome. Well, do follow Amy there. I need to get a little bit more active on Instagram. I've, I kind of go through phases, but I will I will get back there. Thank you so yeah. much, Amy. It's been, <laughs> been great to have you on the show. And thank you so much for watching or for listening, for plugging us into your ears. I really appreciate it. Next week, we've got Louise Brogan on the show. We're going to be talking about LinkedIn uh, again. So, Amy, uh, so uh, Louise has been on the show before and we met up in Dublin uh, just last week. So I'm excited to have uh, Louise back on the show. Uh, but that is it for this week. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video season. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time. Toodaloo. Business. Amy Mitchell. Your 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 business.